0: See, the truth is that we're frequency, and we go through life tuning ourselves to different frequencies. And just like the radio, when you tune yourself to a certain frequency, you get what that frequency has to offer you. Welcome to the frequency that's all about turning you into a greater version of you. Welcome to the podcast that's offering you greater. You are now tuned in to the Greater Resistance Podcast with me, the Manifest Mentor, Brian Hippolyte. What's up and welcome to the Greater Resistance Podcast. It's Brian Hippolyte, the Manifest Mentor. And on this episode, this special episode, episode 12, I have one of my favorite people in the world, Uh, my my love that I do life with on a daily basis, uh, the wonderful, the beautiful, the ever so intelligent and enriching. Whitney Gilbert, oh, me. you know what I'm saying? So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, welcome to, the, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I know you got so much to uh, to offer, so we're just going to get right into it. Um, you are a behavior therapist. Yes. What does that mean? What, is, what
1: do you do? Um, I work with children who have diagnosis and autism, so I help to reprogram um, them into having behaviors that align with what is necessary for their homes so if they're um if they have severe behaviors, we redirect them and go through a whole process of just training them so that behavior has been eliminated to a certain extent. I even work with children who have been nonverbal, and by the time that I'm usually done with those kids, they are speaking in some way, shape, or form.
0: So you, I was about to say, so you mean nonverbal, like they were not, that weren't speaking, weren't able to articulate their words, why, why weren't they able to do
1: They speak? were, um, they never learned, and sometimes when you have an autism diagnosis, Speaking is not something that many children learn to do, and in many situations, they learn to use a, something called a functional communication device. So instead of having words, they will learn to type their sentences out on um, almost like a tablet, okay. and that will speak for them so that they can get whatever is necessary and they learn to utilize that in different scenarios. And I would actually teach them how to use that and how to have conversations with other individuals with that device. But in some circumstances, especially when we do early intervention, children are able to start making letter sounds and putting letter sounds together. Uh, it is hard work. It requires consistency, um, but with the proper you know, support, I've seen the changes that it can have in children. Okay. That sounds
0: like a greater existence. Being, yeah. being offered to them, and, and and you're able to do this by what? Like, how do you how do you how do you work that magic?
1: Um. Well, I have I work with a someone called a BCBA, so that's someone who would actually write the program that I would work with this client for. So every day, pretty much five days a week, which most of my clients were from five to maybe six hours depending. I would go through these programs with them and help them achieve it. And if there are behaviors that come in because they have resistance to the change, because they've been so comfortable going through life without being able to communicate and screaming for certain things or hitting or biting or slapping or doing other, you know, behaviors that don't align with just their family dynamic, I help to redirect them and eliminate those behaviors um, just by either ignoring them 9 times out of 10, Uh, not giving them any attention. We've learned that when dealing with severe behaviors, not giving them the proper attention allows for them to be eliminated faster. When you give the attention to them, you're actually reinforcing a negative behavior that you don't want, just because they are wanting your attention by the things that they're learning to do because they can't physically communicate with you.
0: And it's that specialty right there that you have, that almost superpower that... uh, That you demonstrate Mm -hmm. on a daily basis is the reason why you're here today on the Greater Existence Podcast because there's so many people who struggle with redirecting, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's in their relationship, uh, which we're definitely going to talk some relationship stuff. We have a uh, relationship class. July the 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next level love. Get your tickets right now. Um, they're available at bryanhippolite.com. Um, Yeah, make sure that you get your tickets, plan a date night for you and your love. Have a great time. Um, But know at 8 p.m. that y'all going to tune into an empowering uh, class that is going to just teach you how to go to higher levels and new heights as uh, in your love and in your expression of your love. So look forward to you joining us July the 29th, Friday, 8 p.m. for the next level love class. But so back to why you're here. You are great at redirecting behavior mm-hmm. to achieve a desired result, and a lot of us, whether not just you know those those children who are autistic, a lot of us as adults struggle with changing behavior, being okay with change, um, not fighting the change, uh, not fighting themselves, and. And getting out of their own way, right. so that they can have what it is that they actually desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've seen you firsthand in our in our life um, approach situations and not react to them, but respond to them. And this is again one of these superpowers that I see that you have that most of us struggle with. And it's easy to say it's easy to do when it's your job but i see you walk it out when it's not your job um so i want to talk want to applaud you for that because um, it's a very beautiful thing to um to have and to be able to exemplify for other beings to to know um how you do it <laughs> how you do it like how how are you able to be in the middle of something that's not going the way that you want and be so calm and collective and redirect use alchemy you know what I mean the way that you do how 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 do you do it because it's definitely connected to a greater existence for somebody
1: Uh, I have to say it didn't come easy it took time for me to learn how to uh, maneuver in those scenarios, especially being an individual who was always quick to react, always uh, wanting to respond to something, and just giving so much energy. And I think at a certain point, I realized that I didn't like how that felt. Mm-hmm. And I was so drained by giving so much energy to other individuals for so long that. When I learned, I think behavior therapy in itself opened up this door for me to say, this is what you need at this moment. Even though it wasn't something I was looking for, it was something that was thrown in my lap to say, this is what you're going to do. So dealing with children who, and when I say severe behaviors, I mean slapping you in the face, spinning on you. I've been body slammed by kids. Like it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. And what you do, what do you do? (laughs) Um that might
0: sound pretty wild for somebody um who's never heard of this before mm-hmm. um, or, um so so what do you what do you do in those moments in those moments when a kid is slapping you or biting you and you been body
1: slammed by a kid yeah i had one client who was probably about 11 or 12 who was over 200 pounds and 6'2 and i'm only 5'8 so for someone that big could really pick me up and like fling me and that's pretty much what happens to be in that situation and have to maneuver myself out of it and what you do I've been taught certain techniques to get out of it like a lot of the police training that they go through we call it PCM um I know how to put people in certain holds to put them and get them out of the way you don't say I do you gonna have to show me (laughs) I do you gonna
0: have to show me I wanna see (laughs) I wanna see about these holds you know
1: (laughs) I don't I don't want to do you like that. No, I wanna do <laughs> I don't want to do you're you
0: gonna, like that. You gonna have to show me I want that greater resistance. That's me not me the existence that you wanna
1: have because it's not comfortable <laughs> at all. But um,
0: um okay, so when it's not that extreme and mm-hmm. it's the slapping or the biting or the, the even you
1: know the yelling and you know, all that the yelling to me is something easy to deal with. It's And even being bitten by an individual and not having to flinch in that moment and looking them in the eye and not making any reaction whatsoever as they're biting you and pulling your skin. I've been biting bit on my breast. I've been bit like, and I can't show any emotion. Why not? Because that's what they're wanting is a reaction out of you. And my job is not to give it to you because they want some form of attention. They want something from you. And especially if you're teaching someone that they need to learn to use their words in order to get what they want and not to brutalize you in the midst of it. Mm. So by me giving in to them by giving them a reaction in those moments is me saying that this is okay and this now you think that you're going to get what you, you need from me. That's not how it works.
0: Wow, that's that's a great way to articulate it. And, and I hope anyone listening or anyone watching can see how those principles... Um, apply across so many planes of existence your own you know, relationships that you have with someone like the communication the need for proper communication the need to not reward bad communication or lack of communication
1: man you keep going and <laughs> um it's been exciting because I've seen the results of what can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that allows me to stay in the space where I don't have a reaction. Okay. I know that I've, I've seen individuals react in those moments and I've seen the clients respond to that reaction. It's like, oh, I got them. I won now. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that I can get you to this point, I'm going to get you to this point every single time. And I'm going to push your button because I know this is your breaking point. And at that point, usually your client is replaced with another therapist because there's nothing else you can truly do after that. that.
0: Mm. So let's kick it up up a notch. So that same scenario, but now we're talking about two adults.
2: Yeah.
0: What does that look like in real life and in in real
1: time with someone not... You want to use how we react, or do you want me to just give a general synopsis of what that looks like? When you say us, you're going to talk about like like me and you? Yes. Um, we can give a greater like sure yeah. I mean even for and, and I feel like as, as individuals in, in any sense when you reward a certain amount of behavior and when I say reward it's not giving them a positive reaction mm-hmm. any reaction that you give is going to feed that other individual positive or negative any reaction absolutely yeah. your job is to determine if you're feeding it negatively or positively so if I react to your responses of just being in your emotions and, and when I say being in your emotions, your voice is heightened, you're yelling, you are saying things that you truly don't mean, that is me rewarding you for your negative behavior.
0: Reacting and responding to that. Right. Or going where that would lead you. Right. I think that's, a, that's another thing too in um, the re- relationship. Our spectrum is not understanding that you are feeding into that energy, that that, that negative energy by responding to it, and that's kind of uh, along the line of that 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 conversation of knowing when it's a good time to not say or do anything right. at all, which is the equivalent to you know you not giving a reaction. To that child in in those moments when we were dealing with an adult, it looks the same. It looks the same.
1: Communication, and that's what everyone needs to understand, is that communication is only different based on the age of the individual your basic needs are pretty much the same in all aspects it's just your delivery of it so from you dealing with an infant there are basic needs that need to be met they can't communicate so you have to respond differently okay you have a toddler who's going to respond differently because they're going through a different milestones and in every milestone the communication is going to be similar it's just your execution right so even with dealing with two adults who are not seeing eye to eye You still have to be able to articulate what is needed in those moments, and many times we're not articulating it. Mm -hmm. We're just reacting. We're assuming that another individual is going to know what's happening, but we're not utilizing our words. We say it all the time with with the girls, use your words when you need something. But for some reason, when you get into a relationship with another individual, we forget that that's needed we're not supposed to speak out loud about what we need you should know and especially from know. a woman's yeah, point yeah. of view it's always they should know he should know what I need how should he know if you've never told him
0: right. that's where all these expectations come into play and which is the the number one cause of breakups of uh, number one cause of marriages well I think the number one cause of marriages is, is, is financial followed by um, poor
1: communication is definitely yeah, high on that list false expectations mhm
0: yeah, unexpressed expectations.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it we've seen it break up homes, we've seen what it does to our community, and all they had to do was have a conversation. Yeah. All that was needed was some clarity. As you start to age certain things, your basic needs are going to look different. Each stage of your life, you know, that whatever is presented to you, it's going to look different. It's going to require you to do some evaluation for both parties involved. But not becoming, you know, resistant to the change because change is inevitable. Right. Instead, of accepting it. And now let's brainstorm how we're going to, you know, execute this now in this next level of life
2: together. That's
1: what it should be about.
0: Mm. You talking that good talk. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We here, man. A greater existence podcast with my special guest, Whitney Gilbert, and we're talking about love, life and living successfully. All the many ways to get out your way so you can have exactly what it is that you desire. So keep a lot right here on The Greater Resistance Podcast. We'll be right back.
1: What would you say has changed about your household since your wife joined Manifest University?
0: It's a lot more good energy, a lot more light, different conversations, less arguments, more communication more openness i love that thank you it's not just a university we are a tribe and a family join manifest university today to be in my daily calls my weekly classes and a part of our 24-7 community you can go to brian or do to join manifest university today and a what I'm saying, Cause you're my favorite one that got some pain is. I appreciate everyone that's been vibing to my new EP, Love Letters. This song is called Paintings. and if you haven't heard it yet, it's streaming on all platforms. You are now tuned in to the Greater Resistance Podcast. Welcome back to the Greater Resistance Podcast I'm Brian Hippolyte and I'm here with Whitney Gilbert and we were just talking about a lot of relationship game that we are going to be talking much more about on July the 29th at our next level love class definitely get your tickets and sign up so that you and your bank can pull up on me and my (laughs) bank Friday night and we can have a great time talking about ways to empower your relationship and take it to the next level in addition to that, you have a subscription community.
1: I do. I want
0: to talk. I want to talk about that because you have been. I keep I, each week. I hear uh, how it's allowed somebody to get to a greater existence in their parenthood. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. What's going on with this community that that, that you have? It's called Parenting with Purpose. Yes. And and where where does that come from? What is it about? What what we what do? Tell us about this parenting with purpose community.
1: Uh, parenting with purpose came from uh, my own journey into learning to parent myself. I know your eye twitches when I say that, um, but it's true. And and I look at the term parenting outside of what you know the norms are a parent's job is to help your child build a strong foundation for what the future is going to look like for them and in many situations especially for my own the foundation may have not been set for me to move out of a space that didn't involve survival for myself so there were things that i had to do just like a parent would to help me raise myself back up into a space where I needed to move. It's not saying that I'm not being an adult. and know, and that's that's kind of where you look at it. Um, it's all part of adulting, but there are just certain factors that the term parenting is supposed to bring with you. So with the idea of parenting with purpose, I am teaching parents and families to build a stronger foundation for their families, to give their children these these techniques, these tools from an early age so that they don't have to reach adulthood and they're searching for all the answers. Right. We've already had these hard conversations. We've opened the doors for them to feel comfortable discussing certain things in their homes and just removing But so this them. is a community. That you yes, have. yes.
0: It, the name makes me think of parenting with intention. Yes. Like that intention is, is 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 what's missing anyway mm-hmm. from a lot of what we see, a lot of what takes place, um, and a lot of what we deal with. It's a lack of intention Absolutely. in our personal lives, in our relationships, and definitely in our parenting. Mm-hmm. So, bringing intention back to parenting, parenting on purpose. That's what I mean. That's what that's 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 what I think about. And, and there's a lot that happens in our homes that wouldn't happen if there was conscious parenting taking place.
1: And it's in many situations, we didn't have that. You know, I always reflect to, to what my grandfather would say, is that you can put a man, a woman, and children in a home, but that doesn't make them a family, even though they're related. The difference that you have when you are conscious about what you're building together is being able to understand one another's needs in the midst of it not just surviving not just living each day where these are strangers who you live in a home with who know nothing about and even in my own household that's what that looked like Mm -hmm. coming and going living your day-to-day life but not really having those conversations that would allow you to feel close to another individual you know outside of your home you build more stronger relationships with your friends and call them family before the people in your own home who you live with and share blood with So by being able to bring this narrative back into our natural environment and to understand that everything starts within your home, it's the biggest teacher, instead of letting everything outside of your space parent your family, parent you, parent, and then even giving you the opportunity to build more strong relationships with the seniors in your family. You know, for, for older individuals, like... We should be able to develop more with our with our parents.
0: Absolutely. That's healing. That's and that's a cycle um progression. You know, it's healing happens in layers. Mm-hmm. So as you're parenting differently, you're healing the past by not forcing certain um wounds on your yes. on your on your child, so you're healing there. You're healing yourself as you do it. You know, as you're forgiving, forgiving and releasing things you may be harboring from what your parents did.
1: Right. And that's where we get the inner child that everyone's so stuck on at this moment.
0: And that's really, yeah, that's and that's, that's exactly where it comes from. And that's why I see why you go back to referencing this inner child. Because so much of what people are doing in their parenting
1: dealing,
0: is dealing with their own inner child.
1: Right. Your parenting, it's like a child parenting children. Yeah. You're not an adult at this moment. You're moving from all your past traumas and all your past hurt and pain that your your parent didn't solve this or they put you in this scenario. And now you're projecting that onto a child who didn't deserve any of that. Yeah. So deal with that. Put your inner child to sleep. Tuck them into bed. Read them their, their, their nighttime story. And now, parent from this adult space, you made a decision to have children. So just that in itself allowed you to remove the child portion of you Right. So now let's move in the space of where we have it now.
0: Yeah, there's no reason to continue to go back and revisit and create these needs to be healed in these places.
1: It's not necessary. We know what is true at this moment. I remember having a conversation with someone and they were saying that I'm still stuck in my parents doesn't they don't see me as an adult, they still treat me as a child. But now you have your own children. Now you're moving from your own space. So what are they doing now that's going to hinder you from moving in this space now? Right. Nothing. They're doing nothing to, to stop you.
0: It's a great space to be in. Knowing that you have those two options. Mm-hmm. That you're either going to stay in this old space or you're going to move forward and grow. Absolutely. Um... I had I had a question about what is it that you see? Because what you and what you said took my mind to a whole nother space. But um, I had, I did have this question about what you see uh, parents struggling with the most um, in terms of creating the environments that they that they want within their within their families, whatever that that might be. What is it what is it that you consistently see? parents struggling
1: with? Mm. Co-parenting relationships and um, unrealistic expectations for them.
0: For them? For themselves? No,
1: for their co-parents. Okay. Um, being put in scenarios where the relationship may have not gone in the way that they saw fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and being stuck in that space. Dwelling on that and not allowing themselves to grow into a space where now we need to deal with what we have as, as this now moment. Mm-hmm. We're still stuck on the past relationships that we've had. Which is not going to help my children to grow. Because then you see the children start to ask questions about the past constantly because that's where you are. You're reacting to everybody else outside of yourself because you're wanting a change but yet you're still stuck moving backwards. So being able to move forward. the biggest thing that you see. Yes. Stopping parents. It's just being stuck in that space wanting to move forward but having so much resistance to moving forward because this other individual is doing so many other things that don't align with what I say I need and because this other individual isn't aligning with what is necessary I don't know if I can move forward in this way so you give your power to another individual to dictate how your house is running when it's your responsibility to set the standard for what is in your own home wow being able to pull them back and say you have so much power and even though you may have felt powerless or there was a loss that you experienced and the relationship didn't you know flourish in the way that you thought what are you going to do with the portion that you do have now
0: right With the power what are you going to do with the power that you have at this moment and
1: the, and the intentions you could put forth at this moment to create that reality that you right. desire so we talk about cultivating an environment for your family what does that look for you what do you see your children achieving in this what do you see yourself achieving in this moment that doesn't require anybody else's point of view or their standards you know even another thing is being stuck on um what your parents see you as at this moment if you are moving as a conscious parent which many people are um
0: what does that mean? What's a conscious
1: parent? A conscious parent is just moving with intention. Okay. I'm conscious of, right. of what's ha- transpiring in this moment. I'm conscious of your emotions. I'm conscious of my own state of being. I am not moving from a place of um, my own traumas and, and and sadness or whatever that may be. Okay. I'm conscious of the reality.
0: And I'm with you. So, conscious parent.
1: your conscious parenting. Your parents are conscious parents. No. And they're one, they criticize you for how you're moving because you don't respond to things the way that they would. So, for instance, if your child is screaming and having a tantrum, your parent may want you to spank that child or to silence them. And you instead have ignored the behavior and you wait until your child has now come to have a conversation. You're not uh, rewarding negative behavior that you want, instead, you're rewarding behavior, which is them being able to articulate what they need instead to a parent who has seen them be able to spank a, a child, now they're silent because they're so tired from the spanking there is nothing else to say or to, to be able to right. you know, discuss so they're not understanding what that looks like and the frustration that they have with individuals who are wanting change because they didn't make the change themselves nor were they um, given the tools to do so
2: yeah.
1: so between those definitely that inner child portion because um, it seems
0: like there's so many people who are struggling with this idea that their this inner child is what stuff.
1: Am I not supposed to put the quotation? No, in that? that's I, I I'm I'm fine with it because I'm stopping myself from doing it. You know, like, just being honest. I
0: I, 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 li- I met somebody, um, and and they told me that they were suffering from abuse Mm
2: -hmm.
0: from um and suffering is the word that they that they use that they were they were were suffering
1: currently Um, going through abuse
0: that's how they said it okay but then once we talk a little bit further the abuse that they said that they were suffering from right now is something that took place many many years ago because this person is an adult and what they were saying what they were suffering from was child abuse and i think that's what it was okay they're saying that they were suffering from child abuse well and in, in their in their 40s how are you suffering from child abuse in your 40s um
1: that's interesting
0: And they said well it's because of what you know took place when what my mother did when 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 i was younger and what she's still doing now and. And it was really at this moment that I seen really how deeply some of us are connected to this idea of being victimized by our past.
1: It becomes the narrative that it's easier to align with instead of being able to change it.
0: Yeah, it's easier to cry than it is to change.
1: Absolutely. If I can go back to this victim state each and every time, and it's not saying that you're doing it consciously, it becomes a subconscious thing that you do. Every single time that you're, you encounter a scenario that doesn't align with you, it's easier to go back to being a victim. What happens to victims? They're consoled. They're giving love.
0: And they're not held accountable.
1: for their, Absolutely, for their actions. And, and whatever actions may not align with where they should be it's much easier to go back there because this is what I'm suffering from. And I even say for myself, going through the process of what I had to with dealing with grief and loss, I had to understand that as well for me, that even though I felt I was a victim in many scenarios and I I was due to the things that I had suffered from, but being able to align with what was true for me at this moment and still dealing with just being in the truth um, because at times you do get brought back to that space but each and every time you're able to remind yourself of is this really who I am or is that the past version of myself many individuals don't want to face the new version of them because change is scary to them it's easier for me to stay in this space because I know what it looks like but this other place I'm not sure about that and I don't know how it's going to align with me so I'd rather not go there that's too much work right right i've already gotten everything i needed from here and let's continue this cycle and like i said not even consciously thinking this way but it becomes a pattern but being able to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole out of the sunken place because that's what i call it you get in the sunken place and that's where you you stay you are sinking into that victimhood because it feels good for that moment, even if it doesn't feel good, it feels
0: comfortable. It's a security, it's absolutely. absolutely. It's a security and of- uh, comfort mm-hmm. in, in victimhood. It's a comfort and not having to be responsible. You know, the victims are not held responsible. So it's a comfort and not having to be responsible for your present-day result. Right? And say that it's because of something else that took place or something else that happened. And that was beyond your control. There's a comfort in that, um, and that comfort costs many people their greater existence Absolutely. in many, in many forms. That in their in their personal life, in their work life, in their, in their goal execution, and their personal development, and their relationships, and their economics, all of it. You know. Um,
1: you asked me um, one day about why I didn't react to certain things or why I didn't have a response and many times for me it was I became silent outside of not wanting to reinforce other things but I become silent because I don't want to make up a story based on the past version of myself and where I have been because it's so easy to do and so in order to digest what was happening here now and being truthful about the situation I became silent. Until I can articulate what the present me needs to say.
0: Did you articulate that to me? I don't. Or
1: did you
0: just get silent?
1: I think in the moment I became silent, but that's always the process of what happens.
0: Yeah, put down a sticky you note, know, a song. I like, need that
1: as a reminder for you.
0: Yeah, like just just let me know, cause I'm pretty sure I was like, so you just gonna, you just not gonna say nothing?
1: Yeah, but it's, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty sure that's like, how you
0: responded it. Like, so you just. But You're that not gonna is
1: say it. nothing and that's why i don't i don't enjoy creating stories so i you know it's something that came so effortlessly in the past to align with it and then i catch myself like that's not where you are mm. so let's not go there so that's
0: and that's being aware that's being aware that's being that's being accountable kudos to you for 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 going about it that way just don't forget to stick you know i got you you know put put the, put that in there for me <laughs> Um okay. So parenting with purpose, which y'all y'all meet on a weekly basis.
1: Absolutely. We got Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday all at seven thirty PM.
0: Seven thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Parenting with Purpose yes. and you're talking about parenting with intention. You're talking about um discipline without yes. damage
1: so uh, many different and even on thursday night we do autism advocacy which has really became like more so our behavior therapy discussion um a lot of the, what i do with parenting with purpose even on the other nights we have these conversations that allow us to reflect what behavior therapy looks like just being applied to each scenario okay. even outside of being in a autism diagnosis because so many of those same aspects can be applied you know, through the board. Um, well, what else you do in
0: behavior therapy? Because I think you just get slapped and don't, <laughs> and don't and don't make expressions about it. Like what else? I mean,
1: it's about the teaching communication. That's really what it truly is about. Um, outside of you know what a speech therapist would do, um, it's about teaching functional communication. About this is what the um, expectation is of you there's a consequence if you don't follow through with that expectation, but these are the standards that we're setting.
2: Okay.
1: And in a family dynamic, you have family values and in Parenting with Purpose, we've created a list of family values together, which are discussed between the entire family. Everyone should have a voice in what is going to happen as far as your values, what consequences are gonna happen and that it also includes your parents. So if I don't follow through with this, what happens? because I'm going to hold you accountable as well. Children need to know that there are consequences for everyone if they are not withholding this. Not just you saying, I'm the parent, so I'm making the decision. We need to know that there's a reflection for what transpires in this household. Okay. You know, so with behavior therapy, it's the same kind of technique. You didn't follow through, so now what happens? I'm giving you choices to follow through with these certain options. If you choose none of them, then you don't get rewarded with something. And... I've seen that being able to apply both in those scenarios gives give so much better results when you give options, you know, looking at it in that way, helping them to build the foundations on Tuesday and Saturday, but definitely looking at what behavior therapy has done ABA has done for, you know, this community, ABA community. But we can utilize that in, in just different scenarios. If we just maybe tweak certain things, we may not use the same exact um, formulas, but it's definitely something that you can learn from.
0: Okay. All right, where could someone get a hold of your parenting with purpose group or, you know, where, where could?
1: Uh, parenting with purpose you can follow it on instagram it is parenting underscore purpose 101 um you can follow us there you can also find it at do you of course um and you can also follow us and like us on uh facebook same same thing parenting with purpose under my name and I G. you said parenting underscore with purpose, purpose. Mm-hmm. 101
0: okay uh, let me give you uh, one more parenting question. Okay. Um, you said a common thing was co parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is a common thing that stands in people's way when it comes to creating a reality of desire within their family. Um, what is something that we all need to learn with dealing with a co parenting situation that will? strengthen our ability to have better co-parenting relationships or, you know, a co-parenting situation.
1: One thing that, um, to to learn, one thing I think everyone needs to understand is communication is vital for a co-parenting situation. And I mean communicating the, the needs of the child, your needs and what the expectations are for both parties to be able to hear each other out, but more importantly, Looking at the scenario from um, what your expectations may not always align with the other individual and not to feel um, as if this, in, this person is doing it intentionally to harm you or to do anything that is going to cause a division in your relationship. Sometimes another person may not even know what that takes and many times we don't evaluate what this co-parent is going to look like before the conception has even taken place. So there's a lot of accountability that needs to be had from that point on so that you can see how the rest of the relationship is going to go. Mm -hmm. You've gotten into a situation where you already knew this individual was not a good communicator prior to you, you having a child with them. And then you have a child and you expect all of a sudden everything is going to be just roses and just so peachy and just that's not the case. So in order for you to really get to that point, articulating what is necessary, following through, being consistent, but definitely allowing yourself to have some barriers and boundaries that you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept, and looking at it to say that the child is the most important in this scenario. It's not about what our relationship looked like. It's not about what what failed between the two of us. It's about us working together as a whole to cultivate an environment that's going to allow them to flourish in the way that they need to. So let's remove our emotions, our ego from it, and let's make sure that we are able to work together for them. Not getting stuck on what their life looks like, what things they're not doing for you specifically. What do we need to do for them? Because regardless, we both made a decision to be here. Yeah. And even if we didn't, we're here now.
0: I like the uh, that that expression that she used of what we need to do to cultivate the environment. Growth for this child, for the seed. Everything else is everything else. What do we need to do to cultivate the environment that would allow this precious asset, this mm-hmm. gift from um, from from God? Um, what do we need to do to honor the position that we have as stewards? That we were given and. and, and, and Give, that we were given, yeah, as 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 guardians over this divine energy, <laughs> and when we can put children back at the center of co-parenting, uh-huh. we'll move differently.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, like I know from firsthand experiencing, putting the child first made so many other things irrelevant, not 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 non-factors in the situation is because um because we gotta understand that this kid comes first mm-hmm. and what's best for them comes first. So whether it's what I said or what you said, um if we gonna go with the highest consciousness in the room, we're gonna go with really what is the best opportunity, what provides the best opportunity, what is the best what is cultivating the best environment for this child. Right. And and when you can move that way again say you're not worried about what the other parent doing how the other parent living you're not looking at what they don't do that you don't like like they're trying to do it to spite you Mm -hmm. you're not blaming them and what they are or or aren't doing for your reality you know
1: it's the reality of the child yeah the child didn't ask to be brought to this dimension we brought them here so it's our decision to make the proper accommodations for them by listening to what their needs are their basic needs making sure that they are served your basic needs are not just you being fed your basic needs are self-actualization you know all these different things that we can just what self-actualization what's that like your own identity and things of that nature like everything that aligns with your self-esteem building them up there's different layers to your. Um, Did you play Scrabble or something? You no. Say, what's that word? <laughs> actualization. Self actualization. Yeah. It comes from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Self actualization. i From Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So just your basic needs come from um, being able to belong to something. And when certain um, needs are not met, you start to go into survival mode. Right. And even. Just like we, we talk about children seeking for a certain comfort or individuals in, in themselves seeking for um, another comfort, they will find it outside of their home if it's not there. Okay. You see kids join gangs, you see them join other things and, and groups that don't align with what the principal maybe, but they need to feel some form of belonging, they need to feel safe. And that was... Those are all. No, 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 no <laughs> that's in no. your safety. There's tons of different ones that are there, and, and if you are with parenting on purpose, you you already know. So if you have not joined already, definitely take the time to subscribe because we go through the whole process um, of discussing what that looks like and breaking them down so that we can make sure that those needs are met, not only for your children but for families in general, and that's what's necessary. You know, when you start moving, like we said, without your basic needs being met, you are in survival and survival is not the place to be. That's not the place to be
0: at all. We not we not even knowing that type of time. We thriving out here. We thriving and we teaching our seeds how to do the same. We teaching the rest of our kin to do the same. We're on a whole nother type of time. Uh, Speaking of time, we're going to be right back in just a few moments with more from Whitney Gilbert. We're going to talk about her new book, we're going to talk about some more about uh, relationships and what it's like being with the Manifest Mentor, and just a little bit on the Greater Resistance Podcast, Manifest University, you already know what's up. You are now tuned in to the Greater Resistance Podcast.
2: Um,
1: If I could use uh, one word to describe my experience, it would be growth. from the live speakers, to the games, to the exercises. It was just continual growth, information, and expansion. Um, I feel like you can't leave like you came. Like, you had to have taken something from it. Um, another word I would use to describe is love. Like, when I walked through the door, I walked through the people I never met in my life, most of them, and I was met with hugs, hey sis, hey Meg, and it was all love, like a family reunion. So, that's how it described my experience
2: not
0: just a university. We are a tribe and a family. Join Manifest University today to be in my daily calls, my weekly classes, and a part of our 24-7 community. You can go to bryanhippolite.com or dumu.com to join Manifest University today. And I
2: think
0: what I'm saying is you're my favorite one of God's pain is I appreciate everyone into my new EP Love Letters. This song is called Paintings, And if you haven't heard it yet, it's streaming on all platforms. You are now tuned into The Greater Existence Podcast. Welcome back to The Greater Existence Podcast, episode 12 I'm Brian Hippolyte the manifest mentor of course. And I'm here with the episode lovely whitney gilbert now if you know you should already know i write books my first book back here manifesting you in 150 different countries changing lives 111 keys to unlocking your divinity that's my first one and this one right here is my fifth one all right the greater existence 111 keys to walking in your infinity i've been writing books been getting to it been uh, turning my thoughts into things and profiting off of intellectual property and teaching from the things that I've created. So it brings me so much joy to uh, enter another divine energy into the space as um, as an author. And I've had the pleasure of doing it with a few other people. I've already created a few best-selling authors, uh, but truly none of them have been more uh bring me more joy than your first book coming out yeah absolutely absolutely i am i'm excited (laughs) about it that's why i'll be on you about it because i can't wait to see it take place so tell us about your book and tell us when it's gonna be let's let's just start with what is it called (laughs) what is it called
1: it is called overcoming superhero syndrome
0: overcoming superhero syndrome what is superhero syndrome?
1: Superhero syndrome, it sounds just like what it, it, the, the title says. A superhero is anyone who would allow themselves to stop whatever they're doing. When, if you think about Batman, they have that, the back, you know, sign or whatever in the sky. Whatever's happening, he drops what he's doing and he goes to take full responsibility and save the rest of the world.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And many times that doesn't align with what is necessary for the, the superhero. Many times a superhero's environment is not the one that has been cultivated in the way that we say. It hasn't been nurtured because you spend so much time nurturing the environment of everybody else to make sure everyone else's needs are met. And in my experience, I spent so much of my life being everyone else's superhero. And when it came time to save myself, I didn't have any of the tools to do, so I forgot that I had had them.
0: Can you spend so much time saving everyone else? All your effort, all your energy, all your intentions.
1: Absolutely. And
0: saving everyone else and making sure everyone else is okay.
1: And when it came to. Sacrificing me, for everyone else. Sacrifice is real. And that's probably the biggest work, the biggest way to explain it is is the amount of sacrifice you put in, but you sacrifice yourself in the midst of it. And not being truly happy. And, and many times, even maybe feeling resentful towards the role that you play in other individuals' lives because you have done this to yourself. You sabotage your own well-being, your own progress by being the savior of everyone else.
0: Mm. Overcoming superhero syndrome. Who, um... Why have you seen suffer from that? The most, I, I definitely, you know, we all, I'm sure everyone's capable of, wrapped up in superhero syndrome but is there a particular demographic or certain people that you're speaking to
1: um definitely when you can look at parents and, and the needs that they um the roles that they take on when they become in this parental role by bringing up this this new being being in a space where now it's their responsibility they it said that you're supposed to forget about yourself now when you have a child and it's all your whole world revolves around them these are things that have been said even though they may not be truthful this is the narrative that has been projected onto parents for them to have this thought process that this is what parenting looks like
0: You neglect the rest
1: of you. Yes, yes. Just put
0: it all into the child. And And,
1: and seeing that, and and even looking back at my my own mother who, you know, put her own dreams aside until after we were growing it out of the house. And when we left the house, hearing her say, I don't know who I am anymore. Because everything that I was doing was was for you. Everything that I was doing was based on me being a mother. Right. And this is who I identify with, is being a mom and now that you're gone and I don't have to care for you in the way that I used to, what am I supposed to do with my time? Who am I?
0: Because she was wrapped up, as we all have been at different times, wrapped up in the identity mm-hmm. and allowed the identity or the role to be, uh, allowed ourselves to mistake the identity or the role for us. Yes. And, um, yeah, that, that leads to suffering. You know, a lot of people come my way have that testimony that would say I don't know who I am or what I like or really you know anything about me because everything has been based off of who I was to other people what roles I um, I, I held um, and I tell those people that that's great like you're not, this, this is not a deficit you have a blank canvas it's a great opportunity to start bringing light and life to your canvas. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity to start getting to know yourself. It's a great opportunity to take yourself on a date. It's a great opportunity to become intimate with who you are. The greatest part about being broken is being able to choose how you put yourself back together. Mm-hmm greatest part about being empty is that you get to choose what you're going to fill yourself back up with. Absolutely. Every 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 opportunity is an opportunity for you to be greater. Every instance is an opportunity. Everything that goes wrong is an opportunity for you to be greater. Um, but back to the superhero syndrome. Mm-hmm. I can see parents dealing with it.
1: Caregivers are another big demographic.
0: That's exactly well. what I was about to say. I could definitely see because that's where I that's where it hits me at. Mm-hmm. Is, is is on the caregiver side. Yeah. Even for myself because that's what I was for so long. Okay, so let's talk let's let's talk about that. Um as a caregiver, mm-hmm. there is that or there's that belief that you have just being the caregiver that what you're doing is going to make a difference or what you're doing is going to help and I think that is a part of what creates the psychosis that turns into um, superhero syndrome
1: you feel validated by what you're doing.
0: Right. And which is necessary for you to do what you're doing.
1: Right. You're receiving the good feelings because you see that in real time, that whatever you're accomplishing or whatever you're, you're moving through the motions for this individual, it's bringing them some form of comfort or happiness. Right. It's an instant form of validation that you receive. Even though the long-term effects of whatever the scenario may be it could have a terminal illness and in my case my mother did but I knew whatever I was able to do in that moment was feeding her spirit and keeping her happy for at whatever time she was going to be with me
0: and so when dealing with the superhero syndrome mm-hmm. I know I at one point felt connected to the idea that I could save my mother Absolutely. The idea that um, I could impose my will for her survival on her. Now, I'm I'm grateful, I'm extremely grateful um, for my brother, uh, Al Tussa, who who brought it to my awareness and my consciousness. Like, yo, if you keep going down in that path, you're going to suffer because. The inevitable is about to take place, right. and you can't keep holding on to this illusion that you can save her. Um Which will bring us to a whole nother conversation on grief and, de- and, and dealing with grief. But um, staying on on topic, it's extremely easy to find yourself in this place where you feel responsible for another person's well-being. And your happiness becomes codependent on that person's well being or that person's improvement, that person's survival, your ability to be remedy in that person's life. And at some point in time, that is going to lead you to suffer.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, being able, at least for myself towards the end of that portion um, I was able to realize that this was no longer the person that I used to identify with and meeting my mother and the state that she was just, okay. um, because of the type of cancer that she had she had a glioblastoma so that was a brain tumor okay. and that alone in itself would shift the way that you respond it was almost like having multiple personalities at that point okay so being able to understand that this is not the individual that i knew so the way that you may speak at this moment i can try to or at least to attempt to detach myself from the being that i already know is gone wow and that had to be rough
2: extremely rough
1: yeah it, it, it wasn't easy to, to go through the process and i think just that separation in the midst of what I was still having to be a caregiver still doing whatever I was doing for her to maintain her survival because she couldn't do it on her own but being in a space where this is what I know to be true and I have to align with that portion of my truth and and that was probably the most difficult and as a superhero or
0: <laughs> as someone dealing with superheroes someone that can show up what is the strong point the strength that you're uh, it's okay to, to cry on this
1: podcast <laughs> we're not gonna just, do that
0: I just want you to know like this is this is the same place to release whatever you may need to there's so much strength in it so um, I'm here for you we're here for you uh, we'll be your superheroes in this moment oh I appreciate it. You know so tell me in, in when someone is reading your book who has experiences um, what's the light at the end of the tunnel
1: the light at the end of the tunnel would have to be that you're able to overcome this and it doesn't have to be a long standing situation that you're going through Um, looking at the positives of the situation and not staying in just the space of wanting to live in the past, I think, is the most important. We align so much with just the memories of the past versions of ourselves, but being in a space where this is now the new reality, the new space that I know I where I want to be, what I align with, um, and that old version isn't isn't welcome here. Right. And, and being able to stay in that space of, of our reality and our present is the most important got you. yeah <laughs> with your dad <laughs> um it's it's that's what helped me and it, and it still helps me because we, we all go through those moments of um memories I think more than anything and that probably gets the most of us and brings us back to that space where we're thinking about um just the happy times and even those can bring tears to your eyes and thinking about those past situations but I don't I don't align with the negatives and what I could have done and what what should have happened I was able to accept that this was a situation for her individually and for any person whenever you're dealing with superhero syndrome you're Your goal is to understand that the decisions of the individuals that you feel as though you need to save, they still have to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to live with whatever that consequence of their actions may be. And you can't save them from themselves.
0: But we, and I say we as the superheroes, Mm -hmm. often feel um, that we have to deal with the consequences of those actions. But we don't so how do we get around that illusion how do we get around that false understanding um that we are responsible and will have to live on with
1: the decisions that someone else makes for their life by being a support system for someone else it's always understanding that they are in charge of their own life and their own destiny just like you are and remembering that brings you back to the truth in the scenario. Can you control their actions? No, you can't. Can you control the way that their life is already being played out and has already been aligned for them? No, you can't. All you can control is your reaction and control whether or not you want to stay there to watch them go through this process. Yeah. And being able to look at it that way without all the extra emotion and even though it will bring some to you, you know have to be able to bring yourself back to it you know our mind was hit hard you know even for the moment where my mom made a decision to leave our home our family home where I was caring for her and she said I don't want to be here anymore I would rather go to hospice instead and that was her decision to go I couldn't stop her it was out of my control so a lot of for me it forced me to have to deal with these for other individuals you have a choice you know to say that I'm willing to stand in this space and I understand that this is beyond me. And I'm not going to try to take your power away because I want to be in control of your situation. That's not my job.
0: We have no right to force our will for someone's life on their life, even if it's a better life than what That we they, may think. ...that we're what we deem to be better, which is a judgment. Absolutely. You know, um... Yeah, we have no right to do that and we actually find ourselves suffering for doing that and for believing
1: it because if it doesn't go the way that you keep replaying in your head now you're you're you have all these reasons as to how why didn't you do something different all these whys
2: yeah.
1: you know even in and when we talk about and even in the book Super, superhero syndrome we talk about removing the why it's also an activity that i do in parenting with purpose Your whys will create so much bitterness and anger within you. Because you keep questioning why the situation didn't go another way. I have people write down their whys and set them on fire. No shit. Yes, I want you to burn them. Why? Because just in the act of you writing them down, scribing them, we talk about what it looks like to write. We talk about spelling, what that is. This is taking it and transferring those whys out of your mind. I put them on a piece of paper, and by burning them, now we are releasing them. There's no more need for you to align with your whys anymore. Because they are no more. Right. Okay. And they're not the truth. Your whys are not true in the situation. Like so why that. do you need them? I like that. Fire
0: requires a change of form. So anytime you bring fire into it, I'm interested in seeing what the motivation is. Um, the fire of life will require a change of form for many of us, especially those who deal with the superhero syndrome. You know, I know. I think one of the saddest days for me was the day when my divine spirit linked over to me and was like, "Hey, you gotta move." remove yourself from the throne room of being her savior her being my mother because yeah. like, everything in me was dedicated to saving her from the inevitable and saving her from uh, even from herself and I was suffering as her son I was suffering as her caretaker because I couldn't create the reality that I desired And but still everyday felt responsible for it and and one day, my divine spirit, God, the ancestors whispered and it was like, oh, you have to remove yourself from the throne room of the throne, the, the, the throne, I'm sorry, of being her savior. Yeah. And it was the same thing that uh, brother Al Tyson was telling me, like, oh, you're going to suffer yeah, immensely from, from placing yourself in this superhero position. And obligating yourself to these results, and I think you know anything that can be done to stop another, um, another being from going down that path, I support. So I definitely support this. But what can we? Get, when can we expect it? It
1: When's will be it done out? at the end of this month. Um, July. Yes, July.
0: It's the twenty-second.
1: Yes, I understand. Okay,
0: that. so by the end of July, it's going to be done. Yeah. That's exciting.
1: It is exciting. It has been a road of self-discovery for myself, mm. um, and I know that we've had many discussions about this book and what it looks like, and for me to um, ask for additional help through this process.
0: You haven't asked. <laughs> And you know, I just, as somebody who is doing something for a first time, and to be so intimately connected with someone who has done it multiple times, Mm -hmm. you haven't asked for much help. No. Why the fuck is that? (laughs) I love how you just said that, so
1: unapologetic. Um, for me it was an intimate moment for me to get through this process Mm. there were many times that in the midst of writing that I was boohoo crying my eyes out um just because I needed to go through it and many times when you bring something different out of me so let's say that um you bring a lot of emotion when I don't want to have emotion and the way that I digest it even in those moments um happens a little differently and most of this journey especially with superhero syndrome and just my own grief of what I have gone through I needed that somebody bring the queen of tissue (laughs) scrappy (laughs) that's what we need Um, but I think even for myself and and it being a um, a moment as to where I needed this I needed this as a form of reflection, as a uh, growing tool, and and when I was able to come back and and get to a point where I felt I was comfortable or um, it would align. You got a rag and a tissue. Oh, yeah. I like you to have options. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, not in any sense to say, like, I just, I'm afraid of you reading it. It was just something that I need to go through. And even in this month in itself, there are many days that, even though you've gone through a process of loss, you still have those moments in learning to just live through them. But even subconsciously, it's, those moments occur where I knew that even with writing this book the one person I wanted to be able to read it was her. Right. Can you move over this way? You want me closer to you? I would love for you to be closer to me. Is this close?
0: close, close it's a whole lot better. <laughs> a whole
1: lot better. Um, but Yeah, that that was, I think, for me, the biggest um Part of this process was bringing myself out of that space. Okay. That she would still be able to see it and hear it and see the difference that it was going to make, even though she wasn't
2: here.
0: Okay. Well, she is going to be um, here and be present and uh, to see everything that your energy is her energy so it's gonna be present um and so I'll offer you that that comfort
1: got me crying in the podcast boy I look <laughs> <laughs> and you know it too <laughs> god yes oh my right goodness now. see what happens
2: <laughs> I can't
0: help <laughs> you well Superhero Central
2: mm-hmm.
0: available, so I would say sometime in August, then, right? Yeah, sometime in August, that's what's up. And I'll be able to get that, uh, where,
1: uh, for one, my website,
0: hercollateralbeauty.com, hercollateralbeauty.com. HerCollateralBeauty.com.
1: Yeah,
0: it's an interesting name. Yeah, what is that?
1: Her collateral beauty is um it is me. It was there was a movie that that was called Collateral Damage and um when I watched it, it just just the name in itself aligned where after immense tragedy there you figure that there's this damage that happens with the beauty of this situation even though I experienced ups and downs I've gone through homelessness I've gone through um abuse tons of different things and even though I was able you know or I went through that it didn't stop me there was always something beautiful at the end and the beautiful result was who I was after I went through all of that and if I hadn't experienced it you know it wouldn't have taught me the many lessons that I needed to apply even into the life that I live now and to how I teach people so her collateral beauty is the beauty that came out of all of the things that I've gone through so far.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. So
1: that's where the name comes from. Okay. Where you can find my art, you can find my book.
0: Find tons of cool stuff there. Parents purpose is all that her collateral
2: beauty. Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll, go, we'll be right back In just a little bit More of the greater This is podcast We've talked about her book We've talked about her class Parenting and Purpose And we're going to keep the conversation going And talk on kind of what we was just touching on Dealing with um, Loss Grief Mourning um, How you do it in a healthy way um, And Yeah We'll be be right back for more of the Greater Existence Podcast. Welcome to the Greater Existence Podcast with me, Brian Hippolyte, the Manifest Mentor. For those who are looking for the accelerated path, sign up right now for the Greater Existence Coaching, 12 dynamic sessions, 4 months of coaching in total. Greater shall you be, greater shall you do, greater shall you have. Sign up for the Greater Existence Coaching at BrianHippelight.com. And don't forget to take advantage of the payment plans. <laughs> don't forget, my new EP, Love Letters, out now. Everywhere, all streaming platforms. Love Letters. Yeah. You're going to love me. This is Skyfall featuring shannon the grand Range.
2: cross my heart and hold to die by your side for you and i put it all on the line my favorite hot favorite piece of a pie worlds and war i find peace in your eyes against all odds we gonna make it there and if it's a problem we gonna take it there we got each other
0: The the, the Greater Existence Podcast Welcome to The Greater Existence Podcast I'm back With my wonderful guest My baby, my boo My baby, Whitney Gilbert And We're talking We've talked about your book We've talked about Parental Purpose We've talked about our relationships Class Next Level Love We've talked about that Uh, But we were just dealing with the subject of superhero syndrome as we were talking about your book and that really brought up um, caretaking which leads into the subject of loss and grief and grieving and mourning and um, you know we've dealt with this uh, together and, and individually and it seems like Been intentional to find healthy ways to deal with
2: grieving. Absolutely.
0: Um, you know, it's been we it's just just a little bit over a year since since my mother transitioned. Um, so you know we've gone through everything uh, this this past year, just adjusting and uh, accepting and releasing and and moving forward with that. Um, have experienced as well and, and have lost your parents and, and um, learn how to move forward without the way you were used to experiencing them in this dimension. Um, and so we have plenty of conversations about it before I experienced it. Um, and now being on the other side of it. A lot of those conversations that you have with me i want to have start having more of with other people because it's not something that you can be prepared for
1: right even though you think that you're prepared even for it.
0: though you're thinking that you're be, that you're being prepared for it but it's great to have this insight on ways to do it in a healthy manner you know i see. didn't do it in a healthy way right. and, and I was just determined that if I survived losing a parent losing my parents um, I would do it in a healthy way and not only that I would be a witness and example for my children on how they would deal with it when when they lost or when I transitioned I don't even like saying the only thing, you know, is, 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 is we're not, we're not, we're not yeah. losing. Things are changing. There's a, there's a, there's a change in the form. I and mean, we you know how. Once we learn how to communicate in that new form, mm-hmm. nothing's, there's nothing flaws, nothing's lost, mm-hmm. nothing's missing, What's, and nothing's broken, broken, you know. So, um, but when dealing with grief, um, what is one of the things that you've learned that is? A pivotal way of not suffering
1: um, for one, allowing yourself to go through it not trying to stop it in the midst of the emotions that you are experiencing um, and many of us attempt to do that when you say stop it, like, what do you mean? Um, if you are feeling as though you need to release the energy that is coming at certain moments to release it even as you go you know through this portion, even for me, um, now, because you feel like it's been so many years that the amount of emotion at times may not be warranted because it's this myth that everyone tells you that it gets better with time and you and the first initial um, reaction is always supposed to be greater. And as you grow and evolve that those emotions are going to diminish. That's not always the That's case. That's not always true. And and even at moments where you feel as though... Um, what you look for? I'm looking for a lighter. Um, even at the moments where you feel as though that reaction may not be the one that is necessary, you still have to find a way to release that energy. Right. Because it becomes stagnant within you if you do not release. I gotta have one. It's just later. But... You just have one. definitely
0: just have one. Um... Dealing with being in a space where we've been taught to gauge our emotional responses and relate them to meanings. Um, How do we get out of that? How do we we get out of the feeling like um, I have to display? Emotion a certain way to validate the feelings that I've had for someone or the expectation of grieving a certain way. You know, you say let it happen, and I know there hasn't been many times that I cried. And I've cried a lot There has been many times that I cried That I wasn't conscious Of the fact that I was crying And wanted to stop crying Really? Like yeah I want to stop crying So it's almost Natural Mm -hmm. To Want to stop the experience
1: Right I can see that
0: And What you're saying is
1: to let it happen I say let it happen, but I also say in the midst of that, you find the truth in what you're experiencing. And I think even the question that I ask you in those times is, what are you missing? What are you missing most in this moment that is causing this emotion to be so heightened? And if you're able to figure that portion out, then you could pull yourself back to rationalize: Is this something that warrants the same response? And, and I think even in the conversation that we've had before, one thing that I asked other individuals is, especially earlier on, you want to be in a dark space. And I think just, I asked, what are you trying to find in the darkness? Why? You know, when you say
0: they want to be in a
1: dark space, like they want to you don't want the light to come in the light is meant to give forth life to, to give you life as an, as an individual the sun in itself brings forth life but when we are feeling this experience you're going through this experience of grief we want this darkness it's where we resonate with because loss the the color black in itself is directly associated with loss where right. you feel that your feelings are now black depression is black all these things are so dark right. And that's immediately what we go to, what we resonate with. We want to keep our eyes closed so we don't want to see anything. We don't want to talk about things. Everything needs to be blacked out and dark and quiet. But what are we looking for in the darkness? Who are you seeking to find or what are you seeking to find in that space? And if there's nothing that you're seeking to find, then bring yourself to the light. The light is always going to give you the answer that you're seeking is when we stay in that space and even we've spoken about um, what it looks like for your ancestors to communicate with you many individuals aren't able to feel that or to even experience it because we're stuck in that darkness they don't come to us in the darkness they come to us in the light and when I was able to remove myself out of that dark space what I was looking for the answers that I was you know, putting out into universe and, and talking to my ancestors about started just falling left and right but I was so stuck in the emotion of things, just the raw emotions, that I couldn't hear anything else. There was
0: something that was never expressed to me. A over there. Um, there was something that was never expressed to me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That I learned almost, I won't say almost immediately, but we'll say within, like, the first 30 days. Okay. I was losing my mother. Um, and that was the role that my ego would play. And what I felt, what I dealt with. Yeah. What was presented to me. Um, like. And I realized this even sometimes with the questions that you would ask me when I would be in, in those funks and or, or experiencing—I don't want I to call it a funk—but um, experiencing those 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 natural things—and you, when you would ask me, what is it that I needed or what is it that I missed—and no matter how true the answer was and regardless of how um, natural the answer was and how justified uh, the feeling was that question always directed me to something and once I evaluated what that something was most of the time it was my ego that was
1: suffering it's always what I wanted what I I needed not what was the truth of what the experience
0: was to hear her voice Mm -hmm. I wanted to see her laugh again and because I couldn't have what I wanted I'm having a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. and we're calling it mourning Mm -hmm. we're calling it the natural part Of releasing one energy and accepting another. And that's so unhealthy. That's so unhealthy. And it's not a conversation that's ever spoken on. Like I, I, you know, I started saying no one ever told me the part that our ego plays in the way that we experience death
1: or any loss for that matter or any loss
0: for that matter that's
1: actually a chapter um, in, in superhero syndrome just speaking on the, the process of grief and what that looks like for our ego mm. to balance that portion out and to, to understand that we're going to experience losses they're natural But it's the way that you react and and hoping not to get stuck in those cycles because the cycles is what you you go through. You're in denial of a situation. You can lose something. It can be a loss of a relationship, loss of a job, loss of an opportunity. As a caregiver, it could be loss of the life that you were going to live until you came into that space. You know, that is a portion of you that goes through that grief. That you deem to be so terrible, and everything in the midst of that is literally crumbling because you're so stuck in that space. And many people who go through superhero syndrome or parentification, they're stuck in just in that mode. Parentification. Parentification. You making up words. I am not making up words. Parentification is the is the <laughs> projection. We
0: I ain't never heard these words. And all of a sudden you know she gets on the podcast. And now she got come words up
1: with new things. Parent- We've talked that? about this before. Don't do me when we get on in front of the cameras. What is parentification? <laughs> parentification is any individual who's been in a situation where they were forced into a role prematurely to act an adult as an adult. Okay. So your parents have literally put you in this space that now you're acting as an adult version, but you're still a child. Yeah. So the responsibilities that maybe I had a Bell South phone bill in my name when
0: I was really really young. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that, parent- that's I, it.
1: <laughs> I've
0: been I've been there. I've been on that.
1: Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you talked about being in, a, in an adult role where you were this, you know, um, person responsible for other individuals in your household at, what, 13, 12? Mm. You know, being able to... To dictate what that looks like you were the man of the house at that time yeah the responsibilities on you were not responsibilities of a 12 year old they were responsibilities of a grown man in many aspects right and that in itself pushes you in a space where you're not able to enjoy your childhood or even learn from what children should be learning at those moments because
0: you're looking at things from the uh from the broader view of, uh, of a parent or a guardian right. or things like things like that so for forcing you to view life from those aspects I understand yeah okay
1: so getting back to what the grief looks like after you realize that that's the space that you were in now what do we do in this space to remove the labels that you've created the things that you know don't, that don't align with you at this moment how do we get back to who I am now and that's where we go into looking at grief and letting those losses go. Removing the need to connect with them, connect with the, the past version of yourself, all the memories of what you went through, all the resentment that you had towards individuals and those spaces that you may have held. And let's look at the truth of it. What truly did you lose, And what did you gain from this experience? You know, That's what I want people to look at as they that's go through this.
0: You want people to look at when, when they're dealing with grief and they're dealing with losing, you want them to think about what they gained.
1: Absolutely. The one thing that I said, and I know many people looked at me like I was crazy, but I say losing my parents is probably one of the best things that happened to me. Why do you say that? I say that because the growth that I experienced since losing them would have never happened at this moment mm-hmm. if they were still here. And I remember being at a place where I needed to grow and asking the ancestors to remove anything in my path that may be hindering my growth at this moment. And after I asked that, both of my parents passed. Back to back. It wasn't something that I would think would have happened, but looking at it, I know I would have still been in a caregiver state. I wouldn't have been able to move and, and do things that I needed to do. I wouldn't even be able to understand who I truly was because I would still be stuck in that space. You know, where I have to give all of my effort and all of my time to these individuals because this is my responsibility. And it took losing them for me to realize who I needed to be for myself, even for them in the space that I hold now, how I'm still pouring back into them without even them being present, you know, living a, a life and a legacy that is going to fuel generations to come and break those curses that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was still there. So to have that acceptance of where I knew they needed me to be Mm. is imperative for me to take that from that experience.
0: That's heavy. That's heavy. That same voice that spoke to me and told me I had to take myself off of the throne Mm -hmm. of my mother's savior. my mother was here, there's places I needed to go that I wouldn't go to. There's things I needed to do. I think the words were like, this season. She doesn't go into the next season. That's true. There's things you need to Season. i in this conversation and you know my divinity was having breaking my heart. It was breaking my heart. Because one my entire identity as her son had been wrapped up in being a protector. Right. For as long as I could. I had a baseball bat or a knife or something by me Mm -hmm. when I'm going to sleep (laughs) next to my bed type stuff. Not because I think something about to happen to me. It's to protect my mom Something happened, whatever. I don't know what could happen, but anything happened. When I wake up, I'm re- I'm armed and ready for whatever static come your way, lady.
1: What did you think put you in that place? What made you feel like you needed to be protected? One
0: I think we probably went through a few moments where the environments felt unsafe. Things seemed <coughs> unsure. And so that was a, a, just a protective mechanism. I, I I knew there wasn't a male around that was protecting me. So I knew my job was to make her laugh. I knew my job at very young age was to listen, to her, let her hear her words, let her get her words off. My job was to protect her, so that's been ingrained in me all this time. And in that that final season, when I couldn't protect her from herself and from her own decisions, it it uh it felt like it, it was going against everything that I everything that I wanted. The identity to, that you were every, created. Yeah, everything that was attached to that identity. And I, I had to let go of that identity because if not, that identity would cause me to suffer. We don't suffer from the things that happen. We don't suffer from the events. We suffer from the meanings. Mm-hmm. And what that would have meant to that identity would have, you know, it would have been tragic, and And this is really what I... Aware of, was aware of as I always said you know I don't know I don't know how I would get through that I used to tell my mom like I gotta go before you cause I don't I don't wanna leave you. I don't wanna I don't even wanna be here you're not gonna be here yeah. like I don't, you know, I, don't, I don't I don't I'm not gonna do well with that and she would tell me how I gotta go the other way the natural way is for it to go the other way the other way around and you know so being a year into her transition, you know, I've paid close attention to this process, what is provoked and what is evoked.
1: Really proud of you for doing this though this is, this is definitely I mean watching you go through this process has been inspirational for me you know being on the other side of it even though I've experienced it um, being able to be a support to you during this process and vice versa but to see you live it out in the way that you have and accomplish so much in the period whether it was to not have to think about the things that were were happening or the time period or any of those things. You still took time for yourself. And even if I had to force you to take time um, for yourself in the moments where you still wanted to just keep pushing through because you think about the collective in in those moments and what is needed for everybody else, but taking time to reflect back on what your needs were, I'm extremely proud of you. And I, I really do for opening up, you know, this, this conversation for other individuals to hear because it's not something that we discuss and not something that men discuss either. You know, you guys are meant to be looked at as individuals who just deal with things as they come and it's, you know, we don't sit down and open, open up our hearts to this and it's necessary. It's okay not to be okay in certain situations. What we need to be able to discuss is how we can move forward after we feel as though we're not okay and this is what this this conversation is starting, for other people to know that, that feeling that you're having as you're going through this process, it is a feeling, but how are we going to solve what's on the other side by finding the truth in it and taking the lesson from this? Mm-hmm.
2: So.
0: Definitely don't gauge. Um, I don't think I got to say that earlier when we was talking about going through it. Like, um, what I learned in, in the wisdom and, and this is like, don't gauge what you're feeling.
2: Like you need to be feeling more, you need to be feeling less. You need, like you need to be expressing it more, like you need to be expressing less. Don't, don't
0: gauge your your experience. Just allow it to happen. Right. Allow it to happen. Allow it to come. Allow it to go. Um, it happens in waves. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of just ways to give it. there has been so much lost happening in our, in our in our society lately. You know. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that are
2: grieving absolutely
0: and, and don't know that there's even
1: another way to grieve right because the standard says that you're supposed to go through these five to six steps of grief all right and that is normal that and that the sadness and the and the and the, and the deep
0: sadness is is a part of it and, and sadness may come. sadness sadness is an emotion like anything it can definitely come but it can definitely go suffering means that there's something that you're participating
1: in it's a choice as well to create
0: that suffering which means there's something that you can do different to end that suffering and create a whole you know something else so um to bring an awareness to that other decision that you have
1: you have choices, and like you have choices in anything. When we talk about behavior, that's still a portion of you choosing to be in that space. You can choose not to be there.
0: Most people find it's something that they're doing out of loyalty to the deceased, mm-hmm. and that's and that's taught, a, a taught behavior, a learned behavior, um, a misguided behavior. And so. I seen that a lot. I see. I, I, I seen that a
1: and lot. And you've lot. gone through it too.
0: And I yeah, absolutely.
1: We we all do. I went through it with my own parents to feel like I needed to save something or I needed to do this for them because it was a promise that I made to them.
0: Or just feel a certain way on a certain day.
1: Yes, because it's the we know that the energy or the um that the memory of them. What, how they wouldn't have experienced it, but not taking consideration how we needed to feel.
0: Creating all these meanings. Absolutely.
1: For someone who is not. But here.
0: not being in the moment. You know? Like, that's really, for anyone who's experiencing this or, or, or going through this, I wanna definitely tell you you need to move not off of the meaning of, of, of certain things be in the moment and allow it to happen you know a man who who i admire told me this before he passed away like when he like when it comes to um mourning or not mourning but um remembering me you know do things based off of the moment how you feel in that moment what is true to you in that moment don't just do it because of the meaning. Just don't do not do it just because of the day. Don't do it just because on this calendar day, it's my birthday or it's uh, the anniversary of the day that I pass away. Do it because it's in your heart and that's what you feel at that moment. It don't just need to be on this day. It don't have to be just... That shirt, because that used to be my shirt, man. Go put on whatever you' gonna put on, and know that you know what I mean. Like he would've loved this type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Don't connect with these things that you attach these meanings to, and allow that to be the jurisdiction of how you celebrate me. Like do it in the moment when you're feeling it in the moment. Because that's me right there with you right there.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that and and that has I'm great uh, grateful for um, definitely
1: helped along the way. I think I um, I experienced that when I had created an altar for my parents, um, and I remember someone knocking something down on my altar. Oh. And where they at I I held my breath. Like I, I felt so so much emotion behind something being knocked over on the altar. Yeah. And I had to check myself. And I said, this is not them. This is not them. And I realized that even by creating the altar, not saying that I don't honor my ancestors because I do daily, but the amount of emotion that I had attached to these things, these objects, these things, all of these pictures, all of these things, the intention behind all of this, it kept me in a space of just wanting to feel that emotion. And at a certain point I said to myself, they're still here with me i still can feel them i can still be able to have that connection with them by meditating by speaking to them they're bringing me messages left and right do i have to have this space specifically and be so emotionally tied to these things if i want to feel them no i don't so how Uh, am i gonna move and i had to and i stepped back from just you know going through this whole process of it like i said i'm still honoring my ancestors by the things that i do but just being so tied to things and even removing the things out of their home i realized there was no emotional attachment to them for me the only emotional attachment was that they were their things but what am i going to do with those things now none of those things that I didn't even need at that moment I just was carrying around a bunch of shit that didn't belong to me just because it was theirs well guess of what their, uh, their meanings their me- <laughs> I didn't want any of the things that they had right, but it was theirs but it was theirs so right. I wanted to carry around all this furniture and all this clothing and all this shit I don't want none of this and I didn't want it then so why the hell do I want it now I want to be able to be in a healthy space where I can still speak to you. You're still guiding me. And that's going to happen regardless if I have those things with me. I don't have to stare at your pictures. I don't have to do any of that anymore to know that I can look in the mirror at this point And I can say, I see my mother and my father. Right, that's and that's the best part of me waking up to say, I see y'all. I already know. I'm cool. But all these other meetings attached to all these things, it was just like, let's bring it back. Because what are you doing by? It almost felt like I was ripping a Band-Aid off each and every time that I walked by that. And, and being in that space to say, I need to see this today to remind me of this individual. I'm always going to be reminded of my parents. There's nothing I can do in this world that won't allow me to align with them. I was put in this position so that I could align with them. So what other reminders do I need? And that's that's what just keep, I kept myself moving and just being true to what I needed. And even in those moments where it still brought forth emotion and you had to fight with it, it's still what I need to be true. What is the truth? What do I need to feel? How am I really allowing this energy to flow? That's also how I started just creating art as another means to release the energy that I didn't have a direction for it to, to move in. So that those things are necessary for people who are grieving. Find other outlets, find a support system, someone who you can speak to, who is going to also sh- tell you you're stuck in this portion of your cycle. The way that You you're mentioned moving. that, that mm-hmm. there's
0: a cycle can um, can you explain that 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 you said it
1: was like our stages there're stages, stages of grief you have grief. anger denial um uh what's the other two you um bargaining is another one where you you just want to you know what can I have done differently I'll give you this if, if you do this depression's another one um but just all of these cycles you go through and some people think that the process is linear. It's not. It's not something that you go by stages. You're angry today, and then you're depressed tomorrow, and then you're feeling okay today. Acceptance is the last stage in that process. I'm about to ask, what's the last one? Acceptance. acceptance. And many times you can even hit acceptance and go back to anger because something can transpire that makes you go back to that space. It's your job to be able to pull you back to that. Well, wouldn't that mean that you didn't accept them? Absolutely. And even though when you think, because there be it could be like, something that you accepted out of it, but you're not in total you're acceptance, in acceptance. Yeah, right? You're not in acceptance it's until. it's you still being in denial of what is happening, and many of those situations you can be going through at the same time. Mm.
2: I can
1: definitely, I can see that. I and, can see
0: that. How, how,
1: and how, 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 and, how. and even for anger, being angry that you're alone, that that individual is not no longer there, or angry at yourself for not doing something differently. So many different avenues that you can take as you go through these processes. But to have an individual who's with you when you are having these emotional outbursts and when you're going through the process, when you're stuck to say, I see you. And this is where we are. What can we do to get you to the other side? What do you need to do? What is the reality of what you're feeling at this moment? You know, but we're not going to get stuck here that's not what we're here to do you still have a purpose and whatever that purpose is we're going to figure it out together you know or or whatever that looks like you may need to do this and go through this journey alone and even in those times to say I see this space that you're in let me know what else I can do for you but I see that you may need to and that process of just acceptance is something that you have to do as an individual and that, that's rough for many people to go through Because even with the support You still want someone to walk you through that process But acceptance is your choice You have to be willing to accept Where you are And what you're not willing to continue to feel
0: I'm with you are so amazing I can't wait to give you a baby They're going to have an amazing <laughs> life um, Welcome to
2: the, existence
0: okay. the podcast. We're going to be right back More with Whitney Gilbert Right here, episode 12. Welcome to the frequency that's all about turning you into a greater version of you. You are now tuned in to The Greater Resistance Podcast with me, the Manifest Mentor. Prior to me joining, I was in a very dark place. I joined MU a couple months ago. You know, everybody that I know says like, you're not the same man, you know, mentally and spiritually especially the way you speak you speak with conviction and i'm like because i found my home i found my place i think much clearer now i see things you know different you know it's been a life-changing experience um those that you know they really looking for a change those that want to be around family those that just want to live a better life come join mu
1: the experience that i have here is not what i have at home okay. what do you i'm mean, gonna you be honest and all honesty this is home
0: it's not just a university. We are a tribe and a family. Join Manifest University today to be in my daily calls, my weekly classes, and a part of our 24-7 community. You can go to brianhipolite.com or mu.com to join manifest university today this greater existence moment has been brought to you by the greater existence book 111 keys to walking in your infinity get it in your life today go from lack and limitations to a lack of limitations at BrianHippolyte.com. the greater existence podcast (laughs) welcome back to the greater existence podcast i'm here with Um, My love, Whitney Gilbert, we've gotten a chance to talk about a bunch of things, right? We talked about relationships, we talked about our class, July the 29th, it's a Zoom class, so no matter where you are in the world, you can tune in and tap in with us July the 29th, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time is going to be an amazing time of elevation And taking your love, your relationship, your connection And your creation of love to the next level Uh, So we've talked about that This class that we got going We talked about your parenting with purpose We've talked about your, your new book Recovering from Superhero Syndrome is going to be available in August of 2022.
1: Yes. Okay. So that can have the copy in your hands, flip through the pages, and be ready because there are a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of work in it. There's a lot of, you know, worksheets that you have to go through, work that you are going to want to sit down with your family and have some open conversations about what is necessary for you guys to get to the next level. So... Okay.
0: Well, we're going to go back to those relationship kind of conversations. Unless you want to ask me about relationships. What is it like being in a relationship with
1: me? With you? Yeah. <laughs> um... I say that it has been one of the most fun experiences that I've ever had in a relationship and when I say fun it's um it allows me to be the individual that I need to be for myself um where I can we can laugh and joke about anything and everything I feel completely comfortable but the amount of um wisdom we give each other the way that we're able to work together and even the way that we communicate many times our communication doesn't have to be verbal i can look at you and you can look at me and we already know what the other is thinking so we have a lot of matched energy and it's been great to just be in a space where it's mutual you know um moments are uh most would deem difficult just because you push me to be the best version of myself and why wouldn't i want that for the individual that i'm with to so hold me why accountable would make that difficult? because there are portions of you that you're still struggling with you know or i have been struggling with and that identity that doesn't align with who i need to be and and those are those stories that we create you know that we talk about but um even in in your Um, album that you released recently with the song that you you dedicated or one of them at least it was difficult for me to even see that i've been moving from this space and there was such resistance just to accepting you know that space because you don't want to hear it you don't want to hear the things that you're not doing nobody does and sometimes coming from your mate it feels like it's the worst why it shouldn't i don't understand it shouldn't but a lot of times that is the most difficult person to hear it from because you feel as though you've been going through these um these transitions with them and and at certain times that emotion may not express so you're wondering well how long have I been on this road? And and why wasn't it said before or whatever wasn't brought to my attention. But you get stuck in all these stories that you want to create behind it instead of just accepting this is where you are and let's make a change of it. That's crazy. That's,
0: that's, that's crazy. Because y'all be well aware
1: that I'm said it the right way.
0: Who is
2: y'all?
0: Let's do that. Who is y'all? Divine feminine energy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Be well aware of a better way. But it seems like when it <coughs> when it comes to you doing it a better way, mm-hmm. we create, I'll say we, excuse me, divine energies. We create an excuse for us not to do it. We'll know that there's a better way for somebody else to go about it. And But when it comes to us, we'll create an excuse, we'll create a story. Um, we'll create some type of separation, some degree of separation from us and the version of us that would carry it out that way. Right. And we put, you know, uh, again, our feelings, our, our stories, and, and the things that we make up, the things that we create, the resentments, the justifications, all that shit in the middle, and allow that to be what we allow to justify us from not moving the way that that greater version of us will
1: move. All these extra stories that are just not necessary. Yeah. It, it gives you comfort because you can align with something right. and you hope that the other individual is going to align with it as well because it felt good to me to tell you that the this, this story. Yeah. But it's bullshit and that's to have crazy. you tell me in those moments that that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, and, and in your heart, you have to take a step back to say this isn't the truth so why was this even necessary yeah why was it necessary for me to feel as i needed to align with this or we needed to express this at this moment um it's only hopes that the attention will be taken off what the reality is and now being able to move with that being um the knowledge base and, and especially being with you and vice versa That we we understand each other um, Those roles are imperative
0: How How is it that we do All of the things that we do Because um, this is a, a general question That we get asked all the time How is it that we do all the things we do um, So balancing business Balancing homeschooling Balancing having a relationship balancing having our own individual lives and space and, mm-hmm. and things like that um, so how is it that we do it
1: it's definitely taken um, some time to get adjusted um, but we definitely harmonize when we need to it nothing feels as though it's strained you know, most situations because of time being a, a denominator that you don't feel like you have enough of it. And granted, there are times when we do want more time to do certain things, but it's also about proper planning for that. And and looking at that, we have an amazing schedule that we keep to that allows for, you know, the kids to have certain time. It also allows for our, our work schedule in the midst of it, um, even if I'm getting off from dealing with whatever else, you know, with my clients and things of that nature we still have our, our time that's planned for the evening. You know, even though I have to pull you at that time to say you're gonna take a break. But we still know that if we want this, then we have to make the most of it. And many times in relationships, we get so um, wrapped up in everything else and we forget to nurture what's the most important. You know, what brought us to this, this situation, what brought our energies together. It was us having the energy in the first place and making the connection. So if we're not willing to nurture that, why did we even bring it here? It wasn't just to have a family and build it. It was to make sure that we together were able to do these things. So if we're going to plan to make this something that we want to do for a lifetime and be intentional about what we're doing, that's what makes a difference. We're not just going to be in a space to hold together to say that we did it. Just to say that we did it, yeah. uh, We
0: we make moves that benefit the big picture, not just based off of how either one of us may feel at at a particular moment. And um, and I think a, a big thing that experience and from things that I observe separates us from uh, the way that a lot of people move is that we just we both have this kingdom-minded mindset yeah. and that just allows a lot of things that would even to not even come across the table not even come across the desk because it's
1: like we like, you know like that
0: but going in that direction it's just not even kingdom-minded
2: yeah.
1: We know what we're building and we've known what we were building and wanted to build and even just understanding from what our ancestors have placed us here to do. Like our energy is what it is based on that. Like we were sent to do certain things that they weren't able to accomplish. And with keeping that as our goal for the things that we're going to put in place, breaking generational curses, it is always in the back of our mind to complete the mission and if we we know what this mission is and we know what it takes and we know what type of partnership it's going to take in order for us to complete it. So when we can eliminate all the extra things that really don't matter when it comes down to the mission and moving with a purpose, that makes a huge difference. Many people forget the purpose when when they go through certain trials and tribulations within life but it never changes it may change you in the way that you are now moving and you are forced to kind of um, pick yourself up or evolve in the midst of it but it shouldn't stop you and it shouldn't remove the love that you have for yourself or for your partner in the midst of you going through this so stay focused stay focused yeah facts 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 so for more on
0: more on all of this definitely tune in with us July the 29th 8 o'clock 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Next Level Love Class Plan a date night with your bae Y'all have a great time Be highly intentional Absolutely To make it a a great vibe You do what I'm saying? And whatever they like to do Do all of that And at 8 p.m. Say hey baby, we about to tune in and um tapping with on some shit that's just gonna allow us to have a greater experience i want to take this thing to the next level let's expand our greatness and take it to the next level that's what we're gonna be intentional to do you we're gonna have worksheets we're gonna have we're gonna have learning materials it's just gonna be a great thing for anybody who wants to take their um the greatness that they share the connection that they have to the next level
1: absolutely it's a different level of intimacy to have these types of conversations we look at intimacy as like it has to be a physical thing and and it's not intimacy is being able to dive deep into somebody's heart into their mind you know to know like we were saying i can i feel i know when there's something wrong with him based on the temperature that his body has like that's oh, yeah. i do What's my, what's my What's my what's my worry temperature Ice cold You are so okay. cold But She got that one Lucky guess Lucky guess It is, it is. It's, it's, it's
0: People's What's my Well What What's my temperature When I'm Frustrated
1: You're in the mist You're kind of like a, it's, it's more so cold It's um But you can definitely get hot Depending on what it is And how heightened you are But just your Um you detach in those moments, like from just feeling. So it definitely gets colder.
0: Pay attention. We're gonna check this out. We're gonna <laughs> check this out. Thank you so much for coming through mm-hmm. today, talking yeah. about your book, talking about uh, your community parenting with purpose. I
1: love it. I love it. It is an amazing thing. To what watch. else? Is it, what
0: else is it that your amazing ass want to do?
1: Oh, my goodness. I want to take over the the world. Thank you, my baby. I do. I want to, um, I just want to see families, healthy families, build. That is, that has always been the goal with coming from generations of individuals who just never had it, who went through so much foolishness because they just didn't understand what love looked like. My goal is to teach people about what true love is supposed to be so in any way that i can do that whether it's you learning to love yourself from being creative and being able to express yourself or to be able to learn to love yourself like nobody else can love your family and just continue to break that generational curse of self-love um not being present it's your duty to learn how to love yourself how can you expect somebody else to love you if you don't even know what that looks like for you so that's what i want that's that's the end goal. That's always been the mission for me.
0: Okay. Well, we appreciate you and your greater existence and your and, and your wisdom and you sharing all that. We appreciate your um your expressions, your tears. Oh my goodness! All of this. I ain't know you was about to come over here and just. I didn't
1: know all of that either. Oh, I, you said come come we about to do this again. no
0: we was just going to talk yeah well
1: you brought it I mean this is what your energy does to me even in the midst of me you know if it was someone else doing this I probably would not have but you bring out levels of layers of things just by looking at me so that's kind of how we go yeah
0: thank you for joining us thank you my love.
1: thank you for having me
0: what, we, what are we gonna call this This episode Oh I don't know Um
1: A journey into loving you I think that's part of it It could be a lot of different things We've talked about so many
0: Next level love
1: That's what you wanted
0: Next, next level, level love. love I like, that. I like yeah. that Next time Next time we have you Um on here, you gotta talk about what next level love looks like from what you experience to be next level love. I'm pretty sure you'll talk about it at the class. Yeah. But, you know, next time you come through, that'll be a good that be a good conversation to have what that what that means and what that is in your experience in your existence, in your mm-hmm. experience. Okay. You can do that. All right. All
2: right.
0: Well, thank you. Episode 12. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. big things going on, man. They shout out to Mighty Manifest University. Big shout out to Charlotte. North Carolina, big shout out to Tampa, Florida, big shout out to Miami, big shout out to Los Angeles, big shout out to Africa, everyone in Africa that's been uh, tuning in and and tapping in on the podcast, listen, I love y'all life, thank you for spreading this vibration, the goal, the whole goal, the intention is to have elevated consciousness, bring elevated consciousness to the table. A rising tide, raise all boats. So as your consciousness has been elevated, go elevate consciousness around you. Bring love, light and clarity and direction to the lives around you. A rising tide, raise all boats. And I wouldn't water you if I didn't want you to grow. Now that you've been watered, now that you've been fed, you are expected to grow. So on behalf of myself, and Manifest University. Be great, be powerful, be God's. Greater shall you be. Greater shall you do. Greater shall you have. This is the Greater Resistance podcast. I'll see you soon. This is my overflow. overflow, 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 overflow. This is my overflow. overflow, overflow, overflow. I have more than enough. This is my overflow. I am safe. I am protected. I'm intentional. I'm effective. I am beautiful. I am wholeness. I am strength. I am boldness I am grace, I am mercy I am worthy, I am worthy I am rooted, I am balanced Releasing anger, spite and malice Free of grudges, free of judgment Greater than before The greater is coming I think abundance and I speak abundance I am abundant, and I see abundance Safe and sound, nothing's harming me All is well, all's in harmony Mind, body, and soul, all in alignment There's an answer to each problem, and I find it My root chakra is balanced I'm rooted and grounded Divinely protected Divinely guided I am more than enough I let all worries go I give from what I have This is my overflow. overflow 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 This is my overflow 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 I have more than enough This is my overflow I am grateful for the wealth Of peace, love and joy I found within myself I am secure I am stable I am supported, I am faithful I gravitate to what encourages me I uproot what discourages me I release what no longer serves me And align what reminds me that I'm worthy I accept all of me There's even beauty in my flaws There's art in my scars I'm in love with them all I'm rooted in the gift of this moment As the universe affirms I am chosen I build a life on the foundation of faith Peace, love Trust I am whole, I am complete Exactly as I am I am more than enough. I am a work of art, and a work in progress I'm not where I used to be, and I respect my progress I am one with my true self, and this is true wealth My root chakra is balanced, I'm rooted and grounded Divinely protected, divinely guided I am more than enough, I let all worries go I give from what I have this is my overflow 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 Overflow. Overflow. this is my overflow. overflow 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 i have more than enough this is my overflow as the sun rises so does my energy i'm empowered to empower with my energy i tune out distractions Tune in to my divinity, energize and vitalize. I am alive, aligned, and synergy, freely give to the universe, freely the universe gives to me. My thoughts support my growth and elevation, I respond to opportunities without hesitation. I move towards my goals and destinations and control of my life's direction and vibration. I will not create stories or meanings. Every cell in my body supports my well-being. I inhale trust, exhale fear. I'm where I'm meant to be, it's something for me right here. Equipped with everything I need to thrive. The world could fill with chaos, there's peace still inside. I feel deeply loved by the universe, rooted in blessings, can uproot any curse. As I inhale and I take a breath, all is well, I'm forever blessed. As I exhale and release the stress, all is well, I'm forever blessed. My root chakra is balanced, I'm rooted and grounded, divinely protected. Divinely got it. I am more than enough. I let all worries go. I give from what I have. This is my overflow. 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 This is my overflow. 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 I have more than enough. This is my overflow.